Clayton. John Clayton. This is the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts with John Clayton. Brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill. We're talking football with the professor, John Clayton. If you guys have questions for John, you know what to do. Text them in. 421-3776. That's 421-ESPN. We'll try to get to some of your questions before we let John go for the day. Hello, John. Hello, guys. Well, I hate to tell you this, John, uh-uh. but the Russell Wilson conversations never end. Oh, God. So we played two cuts today, and I'll spare you. We don't have to play them for you. But one was courtesy of uh, David Carr, and then the other was Tim Hasselbeck. And both were speculating. One was making the case that Russell would be a perfect fit in Washington. The other making the case he'd be a perfect fit with your uh, beloved Steelers. Uh, but the, what was interesting is not that they're speculating because that's part of it, John. Yeah, we don't yeah, get speculations always part of everything in the off season. But they were making statements that were very definitive. It wasn't, you know, I, I this things seem weird in Seattle. Maybe he ends up here. No, it was, you know, and Lofa Tatupus just tweeted out a quote from Tim Hasselbeck that said. Russell Wilson has played his last down as a Seahawk. And I'm thinking, where, where is the, what are they hearing? Where, who are they hearing from to say things in such a definitive way? So, what, I mean, again, this is where people just don't understand. Okay, on Friday, he just got a $5 million roster bonus right. that he's pocketed. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you trade him, if you let him go, it's $31 million of a dead cap hit. And you have no quarterback. And a top, and when you give up a quarterback as good as him, I mean, you lose the ability to win five games against uh, wins against replacement. Yeah. It's like, oh, so th- this is where they're heading? Does I that think, number change after June, John, the, the, the cap yeah, hit? Yeah, I mean, it, it comes down to, uh, it'll go to, what? Uh, 20-something? Is it, well, or be, is it less than that? Uh, it was like 18, 13. It'll be like 23. 23. Okay. Yeah. So still a big Yeah, but hit. again, who's going to wait till June to pick up a quarterback? Yeah, it's just it, it wasn't It's ridiculous. It, it's I get everything you say makes sense, John. It's just weird to hear people on a national, you know, Tim Hasselbeck and, yeah. and Carr say it with such with such a, a again a definitive nature to say I think Russell Remember, Wilson has played his is, last down as yeah, a Seahawks. Th- this is David Carr. Well, and Tim Hasselbeck is a reputable guy, right? I mean, eh, well, eh. what about David Carr? He sucked. <laughs> I mean, anyway, all he all he was was down in Houston, got beat up. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he got hit in the head too many times. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah, I mean, he's not like his brother. I mean, Derek Carr, because Derek Carr, you know, is a playoff caliber quarterback. You know, good for four or five wins, and so it's like, uh, I mean, it's like, well, people let it go. Apparently, no. Well, and, and by the way, I think Lofa put it out there as a question mark, yeah. basically, like your thoughts or whatever. Yeah, my, I'm with you, John. I mean, first of all, if you're the Seahawks, why in the world would you do that? And that's all the financial stuff aside. Um, but he checks every box for mm-hmm. leadership, everything. But then he has to go and change his Instagram stuff. So, And, John, I wouldn't know this, or Twitter, I guess. Uh, I wouldn't know this if Bob hadn't told me, but yeah. uh, he changed it to his high school quarterback uh, uniform. As I think it's a picture with his dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, in you know, is that supposed to mean something that he's no. you know? And the same thing with Kyler Murray. You know, he did that whole thing. So yeah, it's it's so weird. Is do you think the agents are telling him, hey, you need to stay relevant in the off season? I Maybe mean, what his agent? 
Well, we're talking Mark Rogers? Yes, we're talking. He's clueless. <laughs> I mean, it's like anything that Mark Rogers says to anybody in the NFL doesn't make any sense. Well, and and what about agents just in general, though? Yeah, you know, are they are they doing that stuff? Are they saying, "Hey, you got to make a stink" or "You got to make some no. noise in the off season"? Well, only if you want out. I mean, like I don't know what's going on with Kyler Murray. I mean, because Kyler Murray's in a different situation. You know, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he he went on Barstool and he had the Instagram thing where he was basically, uh, you know, thanking his uh, ex fiance. And thanked saying, everybody. Yeah, thanking everybody. I mean, I think he thanked, uh, you know, uh, certainly, you know, uh, Stacy Ross, and I think he thanked uh, Jake Heaps, and <laughs> I mean, he thanked everybody. But it's like, uh, uh, and it doesn't mean anything because again, he's waiting to find out what happens with Devontae Adams. Because mm. you know, today was the first day that you can start franchise tagging players. And that was something with uh, Devontae Adams that maybe you're expecting. Is, what, that, no, is nothing, that why you're saying that? No, I mean, oh. today was the first day. Nothing happened. Yeah. But, but again, I mean, you have till March 8th. Yeah. Well, that doesn't seem to happen well, especially if you look at the Seahawks. Yeah. What has it been, uh, Frank Clark? And then mm-hmm. that in order was to make the deal. To, in order to make uh, the, the trade. And then what so was the other one? Or Mare, I think, was the last one before that, John, was somebody they wanted yeah. to keep around. The, the Frank Clark was a strategic move in order to facilitate the trade. deal. But yeah, just. Not part of the Seahawks' history, really, using the Not franchise really, no. attention to around the league. How popular yeah. is it? It's popular. I mean, you know, there, there, there's usually 10, like 11, maybe each year. I mean, like last year, I think there was 10. There's a chance there could be 10 or 11 this year. So it's like it's it's one where if you can't get a deal and you don't want to lose the player, you put them on the franchise tag. It, what's interesting is it's always a very large number yeah. of guaranteed money, yet players are insulted by it. They don't want any part of it. The only player I can think of that's truly embraced it and almost celebrated it was Kirk Cousins because mm-hmm. he was making truckloads of money every year before he signed the deal yeah. on that franchise tag, which for a quarterback obviously is a very extreme yeah. number. Yeah, I still remember, uh, you know, certainly, you know, Adam, uh, you know, it's like, you know, the former Seahawk offensive lineman who had it was franchised twice. Twice. Who's that? Walter Jones. Walter Jones. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know he held out both times. And I remember the second time he held out, didn't come to training camp. He came back right at the start of the regular season and didn't even allow a sack. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't need camp. No. No. He just no. pushed cars He's around really parking good. lots and things. Yeah. He was yeah. fine. Yeah. He was great. Hey, uh, John. The uh, the NFL kind of switching um, their course as far as the combine goes. Yeah. You used to go to that all the time, right? Yeah, I'm not going to go this year just because I'm limiting my travel. I'm trying to make my first trip. I, I To be honest, I'm like 2,700 miles away from getting my $3 million, stat, $3 million United status, right? $3 million? $3 million oh, miles. $3 million miles. Oh, yeah. miles. So 20, wow. 20, say, boy, that's quite a payday. 2,700 miles away from my $3 million. And yeah. so, like... Uh, uh, I, and the problem problem is, I mean, if you're calling United, you're calling all these airlines, you can't get through. Yeah. I mean, they'll say five to ten minutes, and you're waiting there 20 minutes, and you can't get anybody on the phone. And so, like, for example, uh, I, I, where I'd like to go, which is maybe stupid, is that, uh, you know, I just, I just want to go down to L.A., stay at the L.A. Marriott, right, and then uh, just take three days off. Maybe I'll do it toward the end 
of uh, March. And, uh, you know, but the question is going to be, if I can fly through San Francisco, which is 954 miles, I'm giving you more details than anybody cares about. And it's like, <laughs> a, and if they give me the 500 for the uh, 300, 400 down to L- L.A., that's 1,800. And that gets me, you know, that'll be, you know, 60. And that, that'll give me enough to be able to get over the top and get my uh, 3 million mile status. And what what million. what comes with that? What what well, do you what do you what, get at three million what, what miles? What ends up happens is that you know I'm a, I, I lost my one K status for not flying for two years. So now I'm a you know a premier platinum, which means that you know I can't get free uh, uh, access to uh, clear. So it's like I'd have to pay for it. But mm. once I get to three million, I get free access to clear, and then I have a better chance of getting upgrades when I put in for an upgrade. Oh, that's nice for having clear. Yeah. Right. I free. mean, so he doesn't have right to stand in line with the rest of us, common yeah. unwashed. Yeah, right. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hang out with the common folk. Yeah. But that was always a big deal. Like that was like Disneyland for uh, all of the the scouts and coaches yeah. and. And, and the prospective players as well. But it seemed like that was like one of the biggest NFL cocktail parties, basically. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, lots of stuff gets done there, you know, as far as like uh, getting to know each other and things like that. How big is the, the combine on the list? I mean, it's, it's still not as big as it used to be because there's still limitations to, you know, what uh, coaches and GMs and that can do as far as getting the players over. I mean, they did open it up a little bit, you know, because, again, they were going to be in a bubble now they've opened up the bubble a little bit, but I don't know what that means as far as you know, because you know, like for example, uh, every I mean, you got like every uh, team wants to have about you know uh, thirty minutes with a player, and I, don't, I still don't know if they get that now. Yeah, I wonder that too. That was uh, that was something that I thought was significant with DK Metcalf. Yeah, because um, you know he fell pretty. Yeah rapidly i mean he was down to the second round and they had had that meeting with him Mm -hmm. the famous one where everybody takes their shirt off um Mm -hmm. and you know that was that probably went a long way to making that connection because and you can probably talk about this john but i mean they those interviews are precious because you want to try to find out what kind of guy is this guy like right look you in the eye i mean those are probably more important than people think those little no agreed yeah because again you get to understand the character and because you know sometimes you, know, you just don't know the character of the guy uh, if you don't spend time with him. And it's a little bit more difficult if you're on a Zoom uh, you know, meeting and all those different things. So, no, it's important to be able to have that. I still don't know because, you know, that's the one thing that uh, the NFL continues to confuse everybody about. Okay, what can you do and what can't you do? And uh, what you can't do, you know, may limit you know, what you're able to do, because, again, you saw mistakes that were made last year in this uh, draft as far as character and all that stuff. I mean, the Raiders being the perfect example of that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so it's like you want to have as much access as you possibly can. 421-3776, 421-ESPN, powered by Mac and Jack's Brewing Company is our text line if you guys have questions for John. Uh, John, what do you think of uh, the Steelers hiring Brian Flores? I saw people on both sides of this. Some saying, "Hey, that's great. Uh, you know, this is what this is typically what happens." He's, yeah. I, I don't feel like in this particular instance, I look at this as, "Oh man, how demeaning! He's got to take a lesser role." That's kind of how it goes with head coaches. Yeah. Very often, they don't hop to another head coaching job after being fired. They become coordinators. Maybe they sit out a year. Or so, 
I, but I saw people arguing he's he's having to take a lesser role uh, when he shouldn't. I feel like at this point, just this move, isolating it, is is kind of the way every other coach is treated who's been fired. Exactly. And again, he got a job. I mean, I, I, I question whether he was going to get back in the league. I give the Steelers credit because, you know, they're the ones that have the Rooney rule. I think that they looked at that and says, you know what, let's do it one of two ways. Part of this can be the Rooney rule, but part of it can be Mike Tomlin getting a very good linebacker coach who can help out with the defense. And so, no, I like it a lot. Yes, I didn't know that. Brian Flores, I know he was a defensive coach, but he was a linebacker coach. Well, he's a linebacker coach on the Steelers. Yeah. By the way, and I don't know this off the top of my head, were there many players in Miami that that came to his defense? And I don't recall hearing much from players. No, I didn't either. No. So does that, I mean, we had heard he had a, you know, relationship with players was a little rocky at times and other coaches. Does that make you believe? Usually in these, these kind of things, when there's controversy, you'll hear, you know, somebody will stand up and say, "Hey, I love this guy. He's my guy." What, what have you? I don't. I just don't. Maybe some have, and I just missed it. I just don't recall hearing many players from Miami sort of having his back. Yeah, I, I didn't hear many, but again, I'm sure there was a couple. But uh, no, I didn't hear very many players that did stand up for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, the two five three. You can dispel this rumor, probably. Yeah. Uh, he, he says at five million miles, they let you smoke weed on the plane. <laughs> that's got to be. That's got to be wrong. Yeah, it is because I don't smoke weed. I've never well, we smoked knew that. it. Yeah, I know. I've never smoked it in my life. So it's like, uh, uh, <laughs> and plus, I mean, it is illegal in a plane to be able to do that. Not if you have five million uh, miles. Yeah, that's says, part of the benefits. Three so, million. Three I, million. I think the the two five three has been smoking weed. Probably. But, uh, yeah. Probably. Well, it's uh, six minutes yeah. away from four twenty. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Ooh, the fact that you know that, John, makes me wonder about you. Well, Maybe you're a weed smoker. Uh, I'm just what, what do you what, what, what do you think, Dave? <laughs> wow. Wow. Is that your imitation of a weed smoker there, John? What was that? Uh, <laughs> John, the Chiefs let go of uh, Anthony Hitchens. What yeah. Do you, what do you think of that? Was that a surprising move at all or no? I thought it was, yeah, because, again, I mean, he's a good middle linebacker, and it opens up a spot for maybe – you know, if Bobby Wagner wants to go to Kansas City or something like that, but I mean, you know, he's, you know, they saved eight point three million, you know, and uh, you know, he's he's a good player, and they had a good linebacking core, so a little bit of a surprise. But again, we're going to see a lot of surprises happening now because you know we're in that phase where we're having cuts, you know, we're having all the different moves, different things like that, and everybody's trying to get under the cap. You know, there's about 11 teams right now that are over the cap. So, no, it's a kind of interesting to see that they let Anthony Hitchens go, you know, particularly on a defense that you don't want to have too many losses. Boy, that dude would give out headaches. He was yeah. a hitter. Loved that about him. John, you know, all this stuff that's going on on social media and everything, we're kind of talking about this with uh, Mark Schlereth. Yeah. You know, it just uh, isn't being a famous football player and making millions of dollars enough. I mean, I feel like a lot of the stuff is is done because of, you know, they're trying to up their brand mm-hmm. and things like that. Do, do, do you find that that is that something that cuz every once in a while, you know, the I'll hear a story about mm-hmm. a guy being old school that's not on Twitter and all he cares about is going out and playing football and those guys are seemingly uh, few and far between these days. Yeah, it's I mean, I think that I mean, you, you certainly have those guys promoting themselves. But the one thing that drives me crazy is that, I don't know, and particularly when teams do this, you know, they'll put out uh, something about one of their players and they'll put his uh, social media, uh, his Twitter account and all that stuff 
and you know who the player is. Mm. I mean, you, you you don't name the player, but you put his, you know, and, and again, some of these, you know, things on social media have so much different names than just the media. I mean, it doesn't say, uh, you know, at Wyman dot, you know, at Wyman, or it doesn't say, you know, or at Stelton. I mean, it puts over as like, uh, you know, all these obsolete type of, uh, you know, names. It's like, who, who, who the hell is this? Hey, John, uh, what's, what's going on with Jarvis Landry in Cleveland? He tweeted out that he would like to stay in Cleveland, yeah. but added he's confident he can still be a contributor for another team in winning a championship. Uh-huh. Uh, obviously, he's dealt with a bunch of injuries and all of that. So what, what, do you, what do you expect to happen with him? I would expect that they keep him, but you know, because, again, you know, they, they uh, gave away Odell Beckham Jr., and so it's like now you're going to give away a receiver who's been, you know, what a multi-pro uh, bowl type of guy. And it's like, uh, particularly with an offense that uh, you know, has got Odell Beckham Jr. and you need as much as possible. But it's like, I'm baffled as to what's going on there. Again, there, that's the great part about this part of the uh, off season because there's so many questions and you don't have the answers to them and you want to see the answers. Hey, uh, John, we talked to, to Clint Hurt. Yeah. And I don't know if he did this, uh, you know, intentionally or just whatever, but he did mention DJ Reed. And it, it makes you wonder, has he already got that, um, you know, uh, filed away? Like he's like, hey, we're going to count on, we're going to go get this yeah. guy. Uh, where do you uh, rank him as far as, you know, you've got, uh, you got Dwayne Brown, mm-hmm. you got Penny, you got lots of uh, different players, but DJ Reed, how important? And very important. I mean, because, I mean, even if you look at certain uh, sites, uh, they'll have him. I mean, because, again, I mean, here's a guy that uh, the, the Seahawks knew about from San Francisco, and they San Francisco gambled by trying to put him through waivers with an injury, and then Seahawks claimed him, and he did great. But I know, I mean, I think on, on one survey, as far as uh, ranking free agents, he's like 23rd or 24th in the league. That's how good some people think he is. And I wouldn't doubt that. You know, so it's like, uh, I don't know what he can get in free agency. I don't know what he can get from the Seahawks. But he's a valuable player. John, I was I was reading this thing today, the uh, comment from uh, outgoing GM of the Steelers, Kevin Colbert, yeah. talking about Mason Rudolph. And his quote is, if we started a season today, Mason would be our starter, and we're excited to see where that can go. Now, I don't expect him to come out and, and you know, yeah. step all over the guy and say, oh, pff, got no chance with him. But what's the reality there? They can't go into the season thinking he's the guy. No, he stinks. (laughs) So And and again, it's like, uh, this is Kevin. And again, I go back with Kevin longer than just about anybody because I go back to him when he was recruiting for Robert Morris College in basketball. Mm. He was getting basketball players for Robert Morris College as a coach. And so that's how far back I go with him. I mean, we've been friends for three decades and all longer than three decades and uh you know but what's what's that say here's the outgoing general manager who after the draft is going to retire talking about oh yeah mason rudolph should be really able to do some good things Hmm. well it's like okay fine so why are you getting out Hmm. i mean you know it's obviously it was time i mean he was going to stay as long as ben roethlisberger stayed been retired. He's retiring. But again, it's like uh, it's like you got the outgoing GM saying, "Oh yeah, here's Mason Rudolph. He'll be the starting quarterback for now." <laughs> hey, John, what are you working on this week as far as uh, you know, big news or anything that you're writing? Uh, let's see. Uh, I, I got to talk to the Post about 
maybe putting the AFC quarterback thing in perspective. They want me to do a mock draft before the combine next week. It's like I, I that's like I don't, I'm not ready for that yet. So it's like uh, probably work on you know how dominant the AFC can be because it was really weird. He was like in the interconference play, the uh, NFC was 2019 and one against the AFC. But so much of that was the fact that, uh, you know, the, the Jets, Houston, and Jacksonville were 0-15 against the uh, NFC. Mm. And so it was a dominant position, and I think it's going to get more dominant, you know, because at some point, you know, Trevor Lawrence will start winning some games. Zach Wilson will start winning some games. I mean, it may not have anything to do in Houston, but again, it's like, uh, you know, it's going to really push down the NFC and make it so much tougher in the AFC where you had an AFC that had, you know, 12 teams that were still in the playoff race in December. John, we appreciate it. We'll talk tomorrow. All right, great. There you go. If you missed any of today's cold, hard facts brought to you by Coors Light made to chill, download the podcast at 710sports.com. I I thought for sure after 5 million miles, John would be firing up a big fat doobie on the plane. (laughs) Doesn't he seem like the type? (laughs) Two five three, really, really well done. It was almost like a, you know one of the mean texts that we yeah. get here. That was very funny. Maybe Adam Ray texted that in. I don't know, but that was that was hilarious. Uh, nice so work, funny. two five three. What what is the benefit? I mean, the clear thing is that is that well, there's that, and then you get uh, upgrades to the, first yeah. class. You know, okay. so three million miles—that's a lot. That is a lot. I think he sometimes just gets on a plane and flies around, so just to collect to miles. The, yeah. I'm just going nowhere in particular. I just want to accumulate miles. Here's a very pressing question that just came in, actually. The 415 asks, isn't a mock draft kind of like a hypothetical? It is, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Clayton doesn't like the hypothetical. See, he's resisting. Well, he said he didn't want to do it, right? Yeah. So I don't blame him. I mean, it's got to be a big mystery the last couple of years trying to do a mock draft. Well, and then if you do it. There are those people that go, you dummy, you didn't notice this guy, or how could you put this guy in this spot? And clearly, they were going with this guy. Not, it's just an opportunity to become a pin cushion. Yeah. That's what it is. It's just opportunity for the experts at home to tell you how dumb you are because you didn't nail every last draft pick on the, well, in the first round. I mean, if you can get like close to a third right, you're doing really well. Yeah. It's, it's, it, everybody's guessing. Everybody's guessing. It's it's That's part of the fun of it. There's debate. All right. If you missed any of today's uh, conversation with John Clayton, you can find that on the podcast page at 710sports.com. After the show, coming up, there are big-name free agents out there, but what about an under-the-radar move the Mariners need to make? We'll talk about that next with Wyman and Bob on 710 ESPN Seattle.